Cheerio. As human beings, don't we enjoy enjoyment? This is Five Golden Things, The Liberty Lists, a podcast of whimsy from Liberty Church Collingswood and libertycollingswood.org. We'll hear from friends as we explore everything from potent potables to morsel delectables, awkward laughables to moment teachables. You'll get lots of different categories, but remember that for each one, there can be only five. Plus a mulligan or two. Five, four, three, two, one. Cool. Lift off. Lift off, everybody. (laughs) Oh, no, it it was the first lift off in the history of five golden things. But hello, turtle doves. How are you? We are coming at you. I'm still in good voice, and I'm with my friend, Josh Postlewaite. How are you? I'm great. I'm wonderful. It's it's great to finally be here. Well, Josh, the episode, our top five for today on Five Golden Things is one is is one that's near and dear to my heart. Top five dad jokes. Mm -hmm. And you are a dad and you tell jokes. Yeah. So, Josh, what's the. How did you come to be on this episode? What's the origin story? Yeah. And then and then secondly, it if you tell a joke and you're a dad, does that make it a dad joke? Or what uh what's the special sauce of the dad joke? Yeah, I I've I've heard people say that a joke becomes a dad joke when it becomes a parent. Okay. Um, oh my huh. Sorry. So the origin okay. story uh, actually goes back away. Uh, I remember being in college. Uh, my friend Kit and I had an 8 a.m. class together mm-hmm. with a number of other freshmen. And we would all go to breakfast afterwards and come up with just the most awful improvised puns you could imagine to see who could get the most people to leave our breakfast table. Um, most mornings it would end with the two of us just going back and forth for a long period of time. Um, uh, it was just, it was fun. It was a great time. Uh, when I was teaching, I loved to just slide in little things like that to annoy my students. Right. And, uh, this specific podcast came, I was sitting on the couch and made just, I can't even remember the joke itself, but it was atrocious. It was bad. (laughs) Um, and Taylor, like a a fart in the car. Yeah. For the listeners, uh, who, who don't know Taylor, who is my wife? looks over and goes, you need to go on the podcast for the dad jokes. And I said, wow, I'm honored. This is great. And she goes, no, no, no. I can't listen to any more of these. You need to go tell Jim and whoever else will listen. <laughs> um, so that began this, um, this descent into a podcast where hopefully listeners are, are groaning as much as anybody else is because I think to your other question, just being a dad and telling a joke does not make it a dad joke. I think I, I think agree. anybody can tell a dad joke. I think it is a joke where the goal is not necessarily laughter. The goal is somebody to go, oh, and leave your presence immediately. Josh, I, I couldn't agree more. Sometimes I'm told by a child it's dad or if it's by somebody else, Jim, like, Jim, that joke wasn't funny at all. And I'm like, you're. You're you're mistaking the purpose of jokes. Sometimes they're not supposed to be funny, and mm-hmm. it's that it's their problem, not ours. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it really is. It's it takes on a lot of forms. I think today, that's what was tough. Is I think dad jokes historically for me are very improvised. 
right? It's, oh, hi, Hungary, I'm dad. Or, <laughs> you know, the school yeah. is called, oh, what is it? It's a building with lots of students, but that's not important right now. Um, <laughs> Just watching it at it too young of an age probably also did not help this. Um, Josh, have, have you ever been in a Turkish prison? <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. um but yeah that probably didn't help it but I, yeah i would say for me the qualifiers are usually there is a wordplay mm -hmm. doesn't have to be a wordplay right it really is it is the goal that the person tells it is laughing and the person who hears it may laugh but usually it's 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 a groan yeah uh, right and mission so. is accomplished exactly. and the What's what's your take on? Is there any essential metaphysical connection between dad jokes and dad bods? Um, the, the, for those on the podcast who can't see me, I would say no. Um, <laughs> generally, I've I've seen dad bods being someone who has weight on their body, not someone who is shaped like the little <laughs> flappy guy in front of a car lot, um, <laughs> or Gumby for those who don't see a lot of used car lots nowadays. Um. So no, Gumbies can tell dad jokes too. Um, okay. That's, so you got more than you bargained for there. Um, <laughs> I, I I like it. And Josh, you were telling me, last question before we get to it, that it's been a few months since seed of this podcast was planted and we're actually recording. And you've iterated through many, many dad jokes. And I'm excited that, Fortuna's wheel of dad jokes has spun mm -hmm. to today. Yeah. And how about how many dad jokes cycled through before you landed um, on these? I would say so three of them have been set. Like uh, absolutely like set, dead in. I love them. They're not going anywhere. Okay. There were the following two that have been just they're good. I, it's weighing where I feel where I heard it versus, you know, how much I like it. Um, because there's also an element of dad jokes being something that someone told you and it made you groan. So then you tell somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the, yeah, the, the good news of the dad jokes. Right? <laughs> you want the whole world to be groaning together. Uh, <laughs> that, 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 that's how we can bless other people. So without One day, every child shall groan and every dad shall laugh. Josh, we both believe that in the future, we need to teach them well and um, let, let them lead the way. With dad jokes, we are going to count down. So sometimes it's hard to know, counting down from five to one. Does this mean that the dad jokes are going to get better or worse? Um, and what does I, that even mean in this case? Yeah, generally, it's just how much I enjoy them. So Okay. Um, the 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 authorial intent is that these get better um but i'd also argue once the the art has left the artist's mouth it is that's totally right to those who consume it okay um, number five so, please number five number five is one that i heard from my grandfather this is actually a hope that a listener may write it at some point and understand this joke because i don't i still don't get it I heard it for the first time probably 27 years ago. Uh, my grandfather has since passed like seven years ago. I will never know why this joke is funny, but he thought it was hilarious. Um, so 
Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're <laughs> making deep strides in, in family progress here. Uh, a man once goes to the hardware store. He's looking to buy a, build a chimney on his house. And he knows he's measured. He needs 99 bricks to finish the project. So he goes to the hardware store and he tells the man at the counter, he goes, I need 99 bricks. Right. Great. Well, we only sell bricks in 100. I don't need 100 bricks. I need 99. Well, we only sell bricks in 100. That's unfortunate. I don't care what you do with the 100th brick. You're buying 100 bricks. So these guys go back and forth for about as long as you can imagine people arguing in a hardware store. Right. And finally, begrudgingly, the man accepts, I have to buy 100 bricks. So he goes home. He builds his, his chimney, his fireplace. He finishes it. It looks great. He has one extra brick. He walks outside onto his front step and just chucks this thing as far as he can. And that's the part where my grandfather would start laughing. I have no idea. <laughs> that, it, wait, there, it wait, there, there, there's no punchline. Yeah. Years, Jim. Years. <laughs> this this one, if, if listeners can find the wordplay in there, you're way smarter than me. Um, and I don't want to dwell on this one because it, it, it gets harder to figure out as long as you get. Not sure if it was like, 80 year old man trying his attempt at anti humor, where it's just like you lead up right. and then there is no punchline, and you laugh at the fact that you've gotten your grandkids to listen to a 10 minute story about bricks. Uh, um, but yes, he has another one in here that I actually do get, which is why that one ends up significantly higher. Um, but yeah, that's that's number five. Uh, and so I call that's out brilliant. To turtle doves, explain this joke to me. <laughs> Please write in. Uh, five golden things. Please write in. Help me figure this out. Um, uh, yeah. I, I I think there's a poetic or romantic to it that he just took it to his grave. Yeah. 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 Still don't know. Um, so historically, okay. are we going back and forth or am I just I, uh, no, I, I don't have any. I just have, you I just have, I, 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 I figured that yours were going to be so good. Because, this tells well, me, well, we're off to a great start then, because literally the first one of this high expectation podcast is a joke that no one can figure out. Um, yeah. And it tells you how often I listen to Five Golden Things at this point, <laughs> that I still remember the days where Jim used to go back and forth. Well, we're, the, we're, we're trying to make the episodes a little shorter now, so. I'm sorry, uh, I've already so. taken up most of the time that we plotted out then. Sorry, no, guys. We, that's uh, good. We're all good. <laughs> the, uh, um, I thought where you were going to go with that joke, have, have you, I forgot what movie it's from. A very, very young Chris Rock trying to buy ribs at a restaurant. So, so, sure. so, so it's, uh. It's a little bit of a shaggy dog story when Chris Rock orders at the counter. I think at least one of the people behind it, I think Isaac Hayes is the one that's working the working the restaurant with Jim Brown. <laughs> um, so comic gold. You'll, and, have uh, to, uh, you'll have to send me the movie so I can figure out if that's what he was getting at. Yeah. Um, but rather than dwell on this one and uh, have list, this is the point where the listeners are now turning off the podcast. They're like, that guy's a fraud. Um <laughs> I oh, promise yeah. I'm not a fraud and I'm going to prove it to you in the next uh, three to four. So number four, number four is one that I actually found recently um, at my last job, uh, which I left about a year ago, mm -hmm. uh, myself and the director of career services 
was were into dad jokes. He had multiple children, multiple grandchildren. So he and I had offices across the room. We would just the goal was to make each other groan. And if we weren't groaning, the people in between our offices were groaning. Yep. Um, so this yes. one comes courtesy of him. Okay. Uh, two cowboys hopelessly lost in the desert. They're thirsty. They're hungry. They haven't seen civilization in days. It's just been a really bad trip for them. And they come across in the distance a tree. One looks over and says, is, is there bacon on that tree? I think it might be. I think there's bacon on that tree. We're saved. This is great. Let's eat. The first cowboy runs full stretch towards the tree and is immediately riddled with bullet holes. Yep. Dies. The second one sees his friend fall, but he's not thinking because he hasn't eaten. And he also runs full stretch thinking this will be different. Bullet holes. Dead on the side of the road. What they failed to account for was that this was no bacon tree. This was a ham bush. Wow. Well, I, I, I will say, Josh, we were warned. Yeah, I saw the joy leave your face. It was a great moment. I uh, read the video of that one. Put it on the website. The letdown was immediate. I, yeah, I, think the, I, I, I think the problem was that I was trying to like think of a funny punchline as you were telling the joke, but that that I I need to disabuse myself of of that yeah. impulse. They're pretty they're they're rough, man. They might get yeah. worse. <laughs> the so and there there's some famous person that that said, "Tell me if this rings a bell." Puns are the lowest form of humor. Oh yeah. And absolutely the lowest form of humor, but Minus but I think someone, yeah, Minus it was meant as a it was meant as a flatulence is the lowest form of humor, verbal humor. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, and and um, I will warn: most of these have an element of that sort of wordplay to them. Um, love it. I just enjoyed that one because it was one a friend told me. Um, Great. Let, let's do number three. And turtle doves, if any of you are tuning out because you're horrified that these jokes really are as bad as you thought, it just gets worse from here. Yeah, so, it, And it only gives me more joy. Uh, if there's any way to check the <laughs> podcatcher to see when people are logging off and stopping, <laughs> the point that gets the most people to log off, that is my goal. I, I want no one left by the end. Um, so my, 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 some of my favorite comedy is deeply tied to misanthropy as 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 well so it's it's because turtle doves sometimes we feel deeply ambivalent about you yeah exactly Um, exactly it's we're still going my upbringing is a mix of arrested development airplane and various other terrible comedies like this is the best you're going to get from me right yeah um tell me about your father i'm kidding (laughs) my dad actually does not tell a lot of dad jokes he is one of the people that will groan when I tell them. Gotcha. So it's, it must skip a generation. Equal and opposite way. reaction. Yeah. Um, yeah. So number three, if we jump right down to it, is one I used to work in when I was a history teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, another history teacher told me the joke and goes, the kids are going to hate this. So I would work yeah. it in as often as possible. Yes. Um, so uh, imagine, if you will, medieval Normandy. 
Mm. And uh, there's a there's an uprising. The peasants have had enough. They are sieging the 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 duke's castle. Um, he's fighting as best as he can. His soldiers are just not getting through, and so he realizes I'm going to send my son to encourage the troops. Seeing mm. him out there is going to really get the fire going. Show them that I'm behind them, and that they're going to have everything they need to win the battle. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, down on the ground, the peasants are fighting um, and things are not going well for them either. They have a number of casualties. Yeah. And uh, most notably, a lot of their uh, a lot of their rank and file have been beheaded in in hand to hand combat as well. And so they have this idea. We're going to start throwing these heads up onto the wall. Uh If nothing else, we're going to distract them. We're going to gross them out. It's going to ruin their day. Right. So they throw this head straight up onto the wall. It has a beautiful trajectory. It lands on the Duke's son's face perfectly. The Duke's son falls off the wall to his death. Wow, there's Mm. a lot of death in these jokes. Um, And what we like to call this is the first instance of a surf face-to-air missile. Wow. (laughs) That was the point the kids asked if they could drop by class. Um, You know, I I think I think that that joke goes 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 both ways, Josh. Like, it's genuinely funny, but then on the other hand, it's not. What a, it's not the, because as as you're sort of finding here, um, to to think about earlier, part of what I think a good dad joke entails is, um, and you're you're already seeing this is you're pulling people in. You're yeah. getting their interest with a story. And then right. all of a sudden the rug is just ripped out from underneath of them. Who doesn't and, love medieval Normandy? And I'm think I'm remembering the Monty Python. Yeah. Scene you thought there might be some coconuts in this joke. Yeah. You thought I was going to ask you about the airspeed of an unladen swallow. Like, <laughs> who knows where this was going? But no. It's the dumbest wordplay you're going to get. Um, which I, I do Charlie Brown in the football when, yeah. when Charlie Brown thinks I'm yeah. going to kick it this time. Exactly. And it's only like every time someone hears that joke for the first time, it's better <laughs> um, because you get the same reaction every time, but you know, um, <laughs> maybe it's going to work. And I feel I need at this point to explain to people, I'm like, I have other interests. I promise this isn't what I do all day. Um, so I'll have to schedule for one of my less like awful interests <laughs> and uh, come back and talk about something that won't cause people to uh, hate me and like burn my effigy. Um, well, I think uh, it's five golden things pod at gmail.com or you can reach out to Taylor and just ask if she's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's not listening to this one by any <laughs> She has already heard of these. <laughs> okay. Um, number two. Yeah. Let's number two. So uh, when I first heard this one, uh, again, this is part of the upbringing. It was not a family member. It was not a friend. It was as a young person. My brother is older than me, and I would often stay up with him, and we would watch, like, the late-night talk shows. Usually a lot of Conan O'Brien was consumed. And this was one where, who I believe to be the king of cringe comedy was there, Norm MacDonald. Um, And I just, for Norm MacDonald, I think he's one of the, the best that has ever been. He tells this story, and I have remembered it for a very long time. Um, in his, he uses Superman, but 
for the present company, it can be Captain America if if Jim really wants, or Whatever everybody loses and it's Professor Xavier. No X Men readers here. Um, anyway, we're at Avengers Tower, and uh, Captain America has gone missing. Iron Man looks around. Has anybody seen Steve? Asks the Hulk. The Hulk says, "No, I haven't seen Steve. I don't. I don't know. I saw him leave a few hours ago." Maybe ask somebody downstairs. So that, that's Captain uh, America for our listeners. Yep. Tony Stark it. walks downstairs, who is Iron Man yeah. for those who don't know. Right. And he, he runs into Hawkeye and Hawkeye says, he says, Hawkeye, where's Steve at? I haven't <laughs> seen him. We were going to go on this mission. We're going to save the world again. It's big. It's important. Like he's really not living up to his calling, but he's deserted us. Yep. And Hawkeye says, well, I saw him go downtown, I think. So Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark, you know, walks away downtown and, and on his way, uh, by happenstance, Thor happens to be in the planetary system. And he says, have you seen Steve anywhere? We're missing, you know, we were going to gather up. We're going to go fight evil. He's really, just, he's really just abandoned everything that he stands for. His calling, everything is gone. Yeah. And he says, well, I saw him go towards the aquarium. Okay. So Tony Stark heads towards the aquarium thinking, yeah, maybe, you know, Steve is off. He's taking a day off, whatever. He mm. gets there and he he notices yet another friend. He sees he sees his friend, the Falcon. And uh, uh. he asks Falcon, he says, Steve, where is he? And he points towards a, a, a dolphin show. Uh-huh. And there is Steve Rogers with a fish in hand throwing them to dolphins. Iron Man walks up and says, Steve, what are you doing here? We were going to fight evil. You've you've abandoned your calling. You, yep. This is absolutely a disgrace. And Steve Rogers looks him in the eye and says, you may think that this isn't saving the world, that this isn't much, that I've abandoned my calling. But let me tell you something. I'm really serving a purpose. One hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that so, joke only gets better the longer you can make it. Which, which is a subgenre here when, when part of the letdown is you realize that that joke was like much longer than it needed to be. Yes. Yeah. I um, <laughs> in, in times when I just want to get the punchline across, you can ask people the, the iteration of what's the most important job at the aquarium? It's the guy that feeds the dolphins. Everyone else is just doing their job. He's really serving a porpoise. Um, oh. I'm going to keep just serving a porpoise. Is going to keep hitting that one home. On yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just that's get ready. Swiss, it's coming at you in the sermon this week. <laughs> it's a it's a Swiss Army knife of a joke because you know sometimes you need the big knife, long joke. Sometimes you yeah. need the uh, short one, and yeah, anything works. Yeah. Oh man, I I I can picture Norm on. You said it was Conan, right? Yeah. What a what a perfect setting for it was for, the, for the, the reaction of Conan O'Brien himself was like he's like slamming his desk. <laughs> um and I think you can find it on YouTube still. It may actually be Norm MacDonald tells the most long and convoluted joke with the worst payoff ever. <laughs> um or something to that uh, effect. He he um, was a master. He really like I'll still go back and watch a lot of his stuff and just the tone. Not just the tone of voice, but the sound of his voice was funny. And like, you can't train that. He just was born with this voice that you're like, that guy is funny. 
Yeah, and 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 lots of comics try to like an expression, but like Norm is just like laughing at the audience throughout yeah, the joke. It's brilliant. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to go home and uh, watch some of his specials tonight. Oh man, really get the groans going in the in the old postal wait household. Um, I, think, I think I laughed the hardest that I've ever laughed. The uh, "Hey, it's me, Bob" joke. The uh, <laughs> got got my family in the body bag. <laughs> Good one there, Bobby boy. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't. All right. So number there's one, only there's only one one way to go. Only one way to go, and this is where we finish. Um, which unfortunately, uh, I know he has not set the standards very high, but number one comes courtesy of my grandfather again. What? Uh, what a what a callback! Epic. Yeah, we're gonna call back to him. I didn't understand the last one, but I understand this one, and I think you all will too. So, there we're we're on an airplane, and uh, because my grandfather grew up in the ages where you could smoke on airplanes, we have to take ourselves back um, where you could buy a smoking ticket on an airplane, meaning you could smoke on the plane. The ticket was not on fire. Um, We're both so we get on the plane. Uh, a woman is, is sitting next to a man. The man lights up a cigar. Mm. The woman has a small dog in her lap. And the woman looks at him and says, sir, can you put that cigar out? You know, it's bothering my dog. It's it's really awful. Can you please put it out? And the man goes, well, you know, honestly, your dog is really annoying me. I think you should, you should get rid of the dog and I'll smoke my cigar in peace because every time I puff, your dog's barking at me. And so, you know, they start arguing naturally. My grandfather loved jokes where people argued. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they get going. And, and finally, after about, you know, 20, 30 minutes, they're about ready to take off. And they still have not resolved this. The stewardesses and the, uh, the flight attendants and the pilots and everybody are getting a little uncomfortable because of the confrontation. When finally they come up with a solution. All right. Neither of us gets to be happy. Hmm. Pause here for some slight animal joke from the 70s. So they decide, all right, on the count of three, we're going to throw both of them out the window. Hmm. Neither of us gets to be happy. So they go one, two, three. He throws a cigar out the window. She throws her little dog out the window. Um, and that's why I have to apologize there because it's an old joke. It doesn't age well, uh, but it's still there, good. No and animals so, were actually hurt in the telling. Yeah, no story. real dog was ever thrown out the window of a, of a jet for this joke. <laughs> and uh, the jet takes off. And all of a sudden, passengers start looking out onto the left wing. And Jim, what do you think they see on the left wing? Uh, either the dog or the cigar. The brick. You've got to be kidding me. Wow. Wow. The the epitome of a slow burn. Oh. The brick. Wait. It, my, my mind is blown. Yeah. Yeah. That was... He would love to tell both jokes. Same day. Oftentimes, upwards of three hours apart. And then he would <laughs> stare at you until you realized what brick he was talking about. Right. Um, in some iterations, when he thought someone was never going to get it, he would tell that joke and say, the 100th brick. Um, yeah. Help. Huh. Yeah. So that one, 
just because I have heard it so many times and I thought it bookended nicely with yeah. the joke in the end. Really give you the slow burn, as as we said on joke number two. Uh, the goal is make somebody wait a really long time for a crappy punchline. Um, and I just made most of you guys wait about a half an hour for a joke about a brick on the wing of a plane. So I'm I'm sorry for that. Thank you. That 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 book ending reminds me of like something like an old Bugs Bunny cartoon when somebody throws a boomerang and it just goes out of frame and it may be a couple minutes before the boomerang comes back and it smacks yeah. somebody in the face. Yeah. Wow, I, your, um, your grandfather was a was a great man and a great American. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I just want you to know that. I recently heard I was at my aunt's house a couple summers ago and she retold that I hadn't heard it in years. Yeah. Taylor hadn't had never heard it. Mm -hmm. And we're in my aunt's pool and she goes, no, your grandpa, Papa loved to tell jokes. She goes, but he's got, the, and she delivered it the exact same way where she started uh -huh. off and said, I still don't get this one. Maybe you guys get it. And then as we were leaving her house, told uh -huh. it, as we're like getting ready to get in the car. Right. And at that point, I remember Taylor being like eight, eight months pregnant. It's the middle of the summer. Yeah. So she's already not particularly in a great mood. Yeah. I've I've, and the groan, I've noticed that about the groan was legendary it was amazing <laughs> the result um but yeah that, that, what kind that of family have I married into oh my goodness that, that's 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 what I got um for those listening who uh would like to add to this list yeah I come up to me on a Sunday unsolicited just start <laughs> telling me a dad joke no intro. I'm all about Just it. Jump into um, it. Because wow. the, the team here at work enjoys them. They actually think they're they're funny. We're all dad jokers around here. So uh, I, I bring them to work where they have an appreciative audience. So <laughs> for zero dollars a month, you can get a good home for your dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. That 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 was truly that was truly spectacular. Thanks. Uh, jo Josh, I mean this in the best possible way. This episode has been worse than I could possibly have imagined. Right. That was and, the goal. <laughs> we what, are never was... speaking to each other again because Jim was inside of that. It's 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 been good, Josh. The uh, what? Just la last question, then we'll wrap. Yeah. What was the other non-negotiable? The third on the list the whole time. The third non-negotiable was joke number two. The, the dolphin one, I just, for some reason, I love it. And it's probably because the first time I saw it was someone who I associate as being one of the funniest people who I have ever gotten to, like, watch video of. Right. Um, so naturally, that must mean that the joke is good. Yeah. Yeah. If Norm MacDonald is pulling it out on, you know, late night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the surface to air and uh, the hambush. They, they they were back and forth um, yeah. with some others that, that I will spare our listeners for today. Five is enough. I I want people to actually like talk to me still. <laughs> Keep sending their kids to, to Liberty Youth. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no kids uh, show up this week. No, that's a terrible man. You're not going there again. Oh <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Most most of the time. At least I tell myself, Josh, that whether yeah. Five Golden Things or Post Sunday Blues, I I have like a witty way of drawing the episode to a close and signing off. 
this is this is my first truly old yeller ending where we I I got nothing. Any any parting shots for our uh, deeply don't, long long suffering. I'm sort of at a loss for. I think the best ending I can have is I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you listened to this. You made a decision. Um, yep. It's not the decision I would have made. I know that I am never listening to this episode, um, but you have, and so maybe you've gained something from this please uh don't throw things at my house or me um, yeah that's, yeah uh, i i promise the next time i'm here it will not be so so cringy and awful yeah we've we've all learned something today turtle doves and exactly how long the episode it maybe half an hour give or take and i just want you to know that you'll never get this half hour back and you are one half hour closer to dying. Ta-ta, turtle doves. Wow. That was definitely a top five episode of Five Golden Things, The Liberty Lists. And remember, kids, schadenfreude ain't just a river in Egypt. Wade in the water a little deeper anytime at libertycollingswood.org and find us at the usual socials. Make us a top five follow and you'll always be our number one. Toodle pip. I, I had some I had some connectile dysfunction there that was uh pretty pretty bad. That's a dad that's, joke. <laughs>